Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I'm Amanda. Oh, and you're not Slojana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> unfortunately, Slojana, well, not unfortunately, she's living a beautiful life. She has like eight weeks of sick leave. And Sounds lovely. Right, right. Both Except for the I, pain. Maybe. I mean, it was a real surgery. Yes. She had Henry the Horror removed from her. <laughs> but right now she is hanging out with beautiful people like her parents. I'm sure she is just walking it off like a beautiful person with no cares in the world. Perfect. Unlike me and yourself. You yes. don't have to go to work. Oh, yes. yeah. So, Amanda, I am so glad we're doing this because I have wanted you as a guest for a little bit. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And let's go over how we know each other. Do you remember how we met? Yes. It was one of our geography classes at JMU. Yep. James Madison University. Whoop, whoop, yeah. Good dukes. And the first time I saw you, I remember thinking, who is this girl with these crazy contacts in her eyes? Oh, yeah. Do you remember which colored contacts I had in? No. Looks well, I had so many. They I were know. like red and yellows. <laughs> they were the blues. Well, I totally was like, this is awesome that you are willing to wear those <laughs> and you pull them off. Like, I was like, I need to know this girl. So... And I think I sat in front of you. Eventually, I think we, you pointed out we sat next to each other because there was always two person to a table. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think any classes I didn't have with our fellow friend, Salmia, I think yes. I was sitting with you. So the other thing that we shared was the painfulness of Dr. Gustafson. Oh, fun. <laughs> and we had a previous guest speaker, Alex Workman, who was on. Oh, yeah. And she also experienced <laughs> the joy of Dr. Gustafson. He really has brought Ladies of Leisure together. Yes. <laughs> yes. He definitely was like that. I remember the one time he called me out in class because I did such a great job on a project, but he said that I used too much color in my Excel spreadsheet. Oh. So, yeah, it was very interesting. He was very picky. <laughs> he was. I was like, you totally just complimented me and then backhanded me at the same time. Yeah. So, because I think Alex Workman complained that he would take points off if you stapled in the right corner of the paper instead of the <laughs> left corner. I believe that. I yeah. don't remember that, but I believe that. Oh, uh, I do. And I actually work on a team with someone who was in Dr. Gustafson's class. Mm -hmm. And we, talk all the time about like all the time like once a year but <laughs> we talk all the time about oh my god do you remember that guy i kept one of my homework assignments that he gave me the lowest score i've ever received in my life wow a 27 oh my <laughs> and i was like how did i get this so wrong and one of the things was his problems on his test were from captions of pictures <laughs> that you would never have read in a million yeah. years <laughs> He uh, had some crazy tests. I, I, I admit that. It made yeah. us stronger people. It did. I. Uh, it was very interesting, and I think my favorite moment with him though was when he did come back from, you know, our Christmas break, and he was like, "I went to church and I had an epiphany," <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Bracing myself. I do remember that. <laughs> and he was like, shoot, what did he say? He's like, I've been way too hard on you all. <laughs> and we were like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I think things actually got better after they that. They did. Yes. So apparently he had to come to Jesus moment. And yeah, Jesus told him, stop giving out 27s. Yes, apparently. And like too much color on Excel sheets. Yeah, but he was, you know... It's life is great when you have colorful characters in your right. past, right? <laughs> I always remember he was in love with 
Catalina Island yes, off the coast of that's California. That's all talked about. All you Every talked time about. I see like it on a map, I'm like, hello, there's Catalina Island, Dr. Gustafson. My four-year-old <laughs> has a t-shirt right now that says Catalina Island with an airplane on it. I found it at like some swap, <laughs> like clothing swap. And you had like, to have it. <gasps> I have to have this. I know about Catalina Island, despite having never been there. Wasn't like Wintergreen, the Wrigley Company owned a building. He always talked about it. I remember that in uh, golf carts. He always talked about how you yeah. had to use golf golf carts to get everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So, so it we learned a lot and how to be strong females yes. in a geography world. <laughs> totally. So then you went on to grad school. I did. In Buffalo. Remember, Buffalo. Yeah. Where there was lots of snow. Yes. Because like it was upstate Buffalo. I, yes. Yeah. I, I only... Upstate Buffalo. I like, <laughs> it's a town. Yeah. Upstate New York. <laughs> yeah. I only lasted a year there because I got sick of brushing snow off my car every morning. Because I, you know, being a graduate student, didn't have money to pay for an apartment that came with a garage. That's because you didn't go to North Dakota. (laughs) Yeah, they pay for these amazing ground level apartments. (laughs) But yeah, I'm in North Dakota. Yes, yes. Well, you know. Yeah, so I, I did that and graduated and came back here. So, And then you've joined the Census Bureau. I have. You like took geography all through your life. You're like the poster child for <laughs> this is what you do with Found geography, information <laughs> systems, and maps. Yes. I love my job. I'm a cartographer over there and I just love making maps. So it's very interesting. It's a little stressful with the 2020 census, yes, right? My life has just become consumed with work. But yeah, 2020 is coming. Because you have to do like a lot of prep work. Yes. We have a prior to the census. It's like the first the two years prior and the two years after are very busy for us because we have to prep all of our programs that we run because we don't just run the census. We do a lot of different programs to help with the census. Mm -hmm. And then the following two years are us actually analyzing the data and then those are the statistician people that, you know, come in and tell you people at at work (laughs) and then they give us the data and we map it. Yeah. So, this how's it, year, has how's, been, it look, how's it looking this year? Are we going to pull off 2020 census? I think so. Okay. We're, that's the plan. No, we will. We will. I have the utmost Best faith year in ever. us. 2020. <laughs> I know. So yeah, it's been really busy, but it's, uh, I love the people I work with and they make work fun. So I think that's, you know, the key to any job is that you have to like what you do, but you also have to like the people you're around. And so, how many people are in your building? Because I know you have to oh, metro to gosh. Suitland. I'm not actually metroing anymore. <gasps> what? Yeah, I had this random experience where I think a guy was, you know, pleasuring himself, oh. and so I just was like, <laughs> that was the ca- the straw that broke the camel's back. There's so I've many. I've seen weird... a lot of things on there, but that was that what was, did it. <laughs> yeah, you know, th- I I do remember seeing someone. I'm pretty sure pooping in a plastic oh, bag. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Green line. Here we go, green yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. So I did do the commute. It was like an, an hour. Drive. Yeah. It was like an hour and 10 minutes one way for like, I don't know, close to 10 years. But I just switched last October. I'm going up on a year now <gasps> driving. Woo-woo. Wow. How's um, the drive? It's pretty good. It's like, you know, I'm on the good side of the beltway when I'm going back and forth. So it's only okay. like a... It's half hour in the mornings and an hour in the, about an hour in the evenings. Do you so. listen to podcasts like this one in the evenings? No, I actually listen to audiobooks. <gasps> oh, that that's right. How I get a lot of my reading in. <laughs> and that's really why we're still like super good friends. After grad school, we moved back here. Yes. And within a year, we had reconnected. We have a love of books. And then you being the geography poster child <laughs> said, 
hey, you want to go? And where did you want to go? I wanted to go to Japan. And I was like, F, yes, I want to go to Japan. <laughs> the world of Sailor Moon. Yes. yes. Yeah, it was like my big dream to go to Japan. So thank you for making it come true. Oh my God. It was such a great trip. So it was 13 days, 14 days. Something like that. Yeah, it was yeah, like two we, weeks. And we went with Friendly Planet Travels. Yes. They were great. Yeah. We were... Mm, by far, probably the youngest. Yes, definitely. There was like another couple there that we wound up hanging out oh, with we that did, one day. And we scared the pants off them. <laughs> yeah, because we took them on a journey. Yes. So we flew by the seat of our pants, basically, yes. every time we stepped out. And like Friendly Plant was nice because we never had to plan where we were going in that here's the city we're going to be in. But they were like, all right, you do you in this city. Yeah. And we had free days. We had free days. Yeah. And we use those free days. We had a person notice that we look lost yes. and take us to get basically sad ramen noodles <laughs> and tomato sauce and call it bolognese. Yes, yes. <laughs> and orange juice because they drink orange juice at every meal. Yeah, that was an interesting meal. That was interesting. And then he was like, you need to go to one of the cafes. Yes, that was the best experience we, ever. We took the couple. I still tell this story and people are like, I don't understand why you did this. I was like, this is how I rule my life. Me and Amanda are like, oh yeah, you recommend it, we do it. And a cafe was where there's these people, mostly dudes, but we were yes. some females in the yes. room. They, Us included. Yeah. They give us a book yeah. and rules. And you pick a person, like a lady who works a there. A lady. Well, she was young. They were young. I they mean. were young, but they pretended like they were 12. But they were like in their 20s. <laughs> yes, they were like in... Was she in a maid's outfit? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Because we so. had a choice of French maid outfit. That was the next floor up. But we got the Japanese maid outfit. Okay. And her name was Yoki, like the Yorkshire Terrier. And we're like, this is... <laughs> I can't believe you remember all oh, that. Oh my God. <laughs> like there were so many details that I was like, I'll never forget this in my life. Yeah. And you had to buy a certain amount of food and drink. But the food and drink are like ice cream, which is not the delicious ice cream in the US that's full of fat and sugar. Yeah. It's like real ice with some green tea matcha, which... You saw me throw up on the side of the road after <laughs> after I had some weird matcha, like, yeah. I don't know, smoothie or something. Maybe. I and uh, I ate jellyfish and I was totally fine. And octopus pancakes and I was totally fine. <laughs> but uh, something about that matcha did not agree with me. And they serve us for an hour and they kick you out after an hour. You yeah. can't stay. And we got our picture taken with her. Oh, I, we had to pay extra for the picture, yeah. but we wanted proof this happened. Yeah, I think I still carry that in my wallet. I still have it because I was like, yeah. this... The, the, I was in a weird. dream and yes. you put on animal yes, ears. Yes, animal ears. I picked tiger. I remember that. Yeah, I, I can't even remember what I picked, but I remember there are 16 year old boys and like 50 year old businessmen yes. in there. Yes. A lot of businessmen. blushing as this is happening and not even looking at their female maid. Mm. And I was like, I'm very confused. If this was in the US, this would be worse than Hooters. Oh yeah, totally. Like this would never fly. Yeah. It was it was very odd. And you played games with them. You remember you did. we played a Some game. Some people were playing Connect Four. We were trying to follow the Japanese. Yes. And Yoki was giving us a lot of yes. hints. They gave us, yeah. yeah. She was like, look at me, no ears up in air. Put your fingers next yes. to your head and make your ears wiggle. And we're like, yeah, this sure. Sure, this is normal. Yeah. Good job, Yoki. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. They managed to definitely give us the one lady that spoke English. Yeah. I think they were trying to follow. <laughs> they were like first they were like who yes. are you we were and in, why are you we weren't here? in the touristy cafe <laughs> we were <laughs> they're like 
Did you get one of our brochures? <laughs> You're so weird. Yeah. But we ended up going to Kyoto and Osaka. Yes. And it was... Nara was pretty. Yeah. It was great. Yes. Ugh. It was an amazing trip. I, definitely, I think, one of the craziest times I've had traveling just because of the language and just the pure craziness of like how the Japanese culture is different from right. us. Now, you have gone on to do way more beautiful <clears throat> trips than me. So, <laughs> name off some of the trips. Well, I went to Australia in high school. That's beautiful. And yes. you didn't die from like any of the creatures that live there. I didn't, although I did get some kind of mysterious illness when I came, like my, my nose like swelled up, like it was really weird. And my doctor had no idea. Snakes. Well, I think it was after I went swimming, so I have no idea. But yeah, Shark so, poop. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did that. And then I've been to Dubai twice, which I used your description of Dubai to actually have a conversation with a guy that hit on me from walking from my really far parking lot. So he was a young guy and he was hitting on me. And I was like, what? This never happens. I was wearing, I was wearing a dress. That's really what happened. Mm-hmm. But I was describing Dubai based on your trip. I was like, oh, my friend went there. She described it as this. And he was like, oh, it must be really expensive to go there. I was like, I don't think it actually is. Well... I think it is, but like I stay, I like my friend lived there, so I stayed with her. So that saved on money, and they basically just gave me the the like tour of this is how the common people live. Ah, uh, you did not get um, the, but you did see the ski slope inside the mall. Oh, right? I did. They took yeah, me yeah. to all the big like major touristy things, but didn't mean we did them. But everything over there is bigger. Like you know, their mall is the biggest I mean, mall. They're, they they have the longest billboard. I mean, it is totally they crazy. Made a island shape in like a palm tree yes palm jumeirah yeah who did who what's the country that has the islands in the shape of the world and it's not doing so well i think it's dubai it's dubai too okay i I can't remember and like no one lives there it's like slowly sinking back in the ocean yeah like they don't have good geographers dubai is like a cool place to see but like i would never live there and i always happen to be there during like ramadan or some weird or not weird i shouldn't say weird sorry but just some like Muslim holiday. holiday. Yeah. And I, it, you know, they are ruled by, you know, religion and state are the same. And so I had to follow these rules that I was just like, as an American, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I couldn't just go and get food. Like, if I, if you went to a restaurant to get food, you had to carry it out and you had to take it back to your house to eat it. You were not allowed to eat it in public. You couldn't eat it in thing. And they would question you about your religion. I mean, not to me, but like my friends who are Sri Lankan. You know, they look, you know, like the people there, they were like, are you Muslim? You know, they would ask questions like that. And I'm just like, it's so like invasive and you're not used to it. But, and then I was on a beach once, like it was known as the Western beach. Cause I think there are parts where it's more Westernized. And so they want the tourists to go there. Cause that's where it yes. looks great and awesome. And so we went to a Western beach and, but like the, the guys, like they just sit on the beach and like leer at all the women, like in their bikinis and, you know, cause they're not used to seeing this. Well, you know, they are when they go to the beach, but so it was just, it's just very different, you know? That's fascinating. Cause yeah. it, it floored me when I was in Goa, India, which is more Westernized. Yeah. That was not part of India until like 1960. And they don't own bathing suits. And so I was like, how are you guys swimming? They're like, why would you swim? I was like, your ocean is beautiful. And the waves are great. And like, it floored me that like, you're sitting on some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Yeah. And it never occurred to them that you might go in the water 
or swim yeah. or even put on a swimsuit. So they're just like going knees in in these super heavy outfits. Well, I find a lot of people, like a lot of other cultures, they don't want to really be in the sun too much. Yeah. Um, so I feel like getting into their swimsuits and bathing isn't in the oceans and stuff isn't really their thing. But the, I, mean, I mean, that's crazy to me, though, because I am like a beach lover. Let's right. get in the water. I was like, we go every day, right, guys? Yeah. And they're like, oh, like you go once a week to play soccer on the beach. I'm like, what? What the Is that even? I don't know. Does that yeah. even work? I would think that so, would be hard on your knees. Well, it was really funny because <laughs> they were really into football and they're like, oh, do you know football? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, tell me about this sport, football. (laughs) And it was already weird because you and I are very similar heights. Like, are you 5'9"? Well, no. I'm like 5'7". Okay, so 5'8". But we're close. So we are close. (laughs) And so we would tower over the Indian guys, which I could already tell, like, slightly bothered them. Yeah. I'm also a little thicker than most of the people there. And so in good ways. Right. In in very beautiful ways. Yes. But like it, it's very obvious like I am a gargantuan giant compared to some of them. And so they were like, do you play football? And I was like, no, never have. <laughs> Even though I had played for like eight years <laughs> at that point. And I was like, tell me they're like, oh and like the guys were very excited to teach me about this. And one of the girls like turns to me, she's like, you really have never played? I thought Americans did play. I was like, oh no, I've played for eight years. Let's see how this goes. And so the girls thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and the boys, so it probably would have been easy to like call my bluff if they were good at soccer. They were disasters. These were like really smart, nerdy, like Indian Institute of Technology nerd dudes. So they were terrible. And then I'm not great, but I'm okay. And I'm eight years okay. And yeah. they were terrible. So like it looked like <laughs> I was like bend it like Beckham. <laughs> And then, like, the guys were like, are all women like you in America? I'm like, well, usually they're bigger and better at soccer. I'm not that good. I've never played before. So, yeah, it was really funny. I'm sure after they've seen the World Cup this year that Oh, I'm sure we've established our dominance (laughs) at this point, if not. (laughs) And they're probably thinking back, whew, and those are the best Americans. (laughs) Even the terrible ones are great. Yes. So then you've also been to Sri Lanka. I have, yes. My friend Salmia, she was getting married. And so I went to her wedding. And Sri Lanka, this was post the tsunami. Okay. It was a very, very beautiful country. You know, the beaches and like everything. But it was also, you know, it was also another interesting experience because, you know, there were soldiers everywhere. Right. And that's what I'm not used to. Were they still in civil war at that point? I think they were. Okay. But they may not. I, I, I do think they like, were. There's two factions. Yes. Like the Tamil Tigers. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And so I think they were. So it was like you had, they would just randomly like pull you over and, you know, check your vehicles okay. when you were like driving by. And I remember I was like severely drunk once when that happened. So I had to, they, they made me pretend I was sleeping, which wasn't, oh, actually made me sicker, feel what, sicker. But what would have happened if you- I have no idea? But, you know, they were just like, just let us deal with it. Okay. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't but like, I, I never felt threatened by the soldiers or anything. It was just, it was you know. Just, it's it's weird because yes. we're used to like. We're used to the military, yeah. you know, being on, on their bases and. Right. You know. Right. You know, being, I mean, being in this area, we're around them a lot. But it, yeah, it was just different seeing soldiers on street corners with guns. But like I said, everyone there was super friendly. I had great experience. 
I got taken to a McDonald's, which was interesting because everything there was super spicy on the menu. So that introduced me to the world of McDonald's being different in other countries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's. Uh, did we go to McDonald's in Japan? I don't think we did. I think we tried I really hard. I went China. I remember that. Well, was oh. that weird? Yeah, so it was interesting. We actually was able to get McDonald's delivered to our hotel room. That's fascinating because yes. I McDonald's delivers now in some areas, but even then, I would imagine McDonald's stinks after five minutes. Like those fries have a <laughs> short shelf life. <laughs> well, you know, some people don't care about that but, kind of stuff. <laughs> but what did, do you remember what you ordered? I think I got like chicken nuggets. I feel okay. like that was probably, I think they probably had some stuff. Well, because we weren't in the store, like in the restaurant. We didn't know what was on the menu. So we just okay. sort of like, my friend just sort fault. of was like, yeah, like, hey, we just want some nuggets and like, you know, and it worked. Okay. But we also went to a, I think it was a Pizza Hut or something and they handed us a menu and I was just so like amazed at how huge this menu was because it wasn't just pizza. I mean, I think they had like all things American in this like menu and it was just funny and hilarious, but... And I find that happens with some of the buffets around here in China where it's like, or in China, <laughs> the Chinese buffets where you go in and you're like, why is the mac and cheese next to the Jell-O sauce chicken? I find that fascinating. Yes, I know. <laughs> there's Jell-O. There's yeah. Jell-O uh, like Chinese Kenny, tradition. I feel like near me, there's like Kenny subs or something. Right. It's always like subs in Chinese food. And you're like, what? Yeah. You're like, this is weird. <laughs> do do one. Pick a lane. Stay in it. Yeah. So to follow up, you went to China also. Yes. So China, I also did through friendly planet yeah um, I how'd that the, go it was good like it was it was like january i think and Ooh. it was super cold my friend had to wear like four pairs of socks i was so like scared she was going to cut off her circulation at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but i actually like i thought it was invigorating but yeah so it was interesting you know another place where it's like you know you hear things being an american and you just you go there people were very friendly i was very scared to eat things over there i don't know why like because I just feel like, you know, I'm sort of a picky eater to begin with. But then when you start throwing things at me with eyeballs and, you know, like things, I'm just always like, eh. So I, I, I think even I think in Japan, too, I told people I was a vegetarian so that I would like get more like veggie based stuff than like. Meat. And they're like, oh, so shrimp. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and happens I, often. I remember in Japan, we had the vegans traveling with us and they were troopers. They came to the sushi conveyor belts. Uh, oh, yes, restaurants, I forgot. That was and they good. did the pancake making in the middle of the table mm -hmm. thing. But uh, everything is cooked in seafood broth. That's like, like even the rice. So it was like, you're not really a vegan anymore after this trip. You yeah. have to restart. <laughs> I think that pancake making thing was the best thing I've, I ate in Japan. It was amazing. Like the soba, was it so yakisoba noodles that we had was so good. Yeah. Like I've not been able to find anything like that. <laughs> and, and basically it was in the middle of a table, it was a flat griddle. Yeah. They gave you the... Whatever you ordered, yeah. they gave you the bowl of it, mm -hmm. and you were in charge of like cooking, cooking it. it yeah. Which I always am like, I why I could do this at home, honestly, if this was the case. But mine had like little octopus in it, like little like I, I like do yeah, because I really wanted it, and like it was with the vegans. I felt bad, <laughs> but uh, not that bad. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah, those were great. I don't know how their pancake is different. But it was. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, delicious. It was more savory anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. So besides the travels and our love of geography, yes. we are book lovers. Yes. And I love books. I, I thought what was interesting was I love young adult books. 
and this is not Who some, well <laughs> it, this is not always well shared some yeah. people are like don't you find those ridiculous and i'm like absolutely not no. they like hit just the right spot of like fantasy sci-fi so basically every time we get together at the cheesecake factory basically like once a quarter i say yes we're, we used to be better now it's like once a quarter life happens life happens <clears throat> and we sit down at cheesecake factory and we go over books we've read those yes. are our big things so recently i've been reading because it was the word of the week that we'll be going over next week but as part of this i was like well let me get my good book lovey friend amanda <laughs> on so what are some books that you've been reading so currently i'm reading this book called radium girls by Kate radium Ma- girls yeah oh i think i've seen that title somewhere tell me yes is that the one where no, you tell me what it is. I'm not, I'm going to play guess here. So, yeah. So the author's Kate Moore and she, it's like, a, it's written about the dial painters, um, the women who did the dial painting back in the early 20th century. So okay. around World War One and stuff. So that they were basically painting the watch dials for the soldiers. And so they were taught this, they did the methodology of, you know, they would take the paintbrush and stick it in their mouth to make it more pointy and then they would you know paint so they were basically putting radium into their system every time that they were doing these wash dials and the book is fascinating which is not good that gives you cancer yes it does and it causes a lot of things that you know to happen to your body that she discusses in the book and it's completely heart-wrenching to listen to at times because of the pain these women must have gone through but it's it's written so well and it's so fascinating to see it from start to like right now i'm in the point where they're starting to like try to build up like court cases and stuff like that to help get compensation for the women but it's very good because there was a female that ingested, and I want to say it was radium, or covered herself in radium, and she was a stripper, but she would glow. That's what they did back then, actually. Yeah. They would just completely, like, they would paint on themselves, because the, the, the dust would just get all over their bodies, yeah. and they would just go, they they loved it. They'd go out, they'd party, and, like, go to dances, and, and meet people. Their teeth would glow, and just, you know, they were considered cool because they worked there and they had this like neat ability to glow how long does it take before you start getting all messed up so some of these women stopped working they weren't they were really young too that's the thing they were in their late teens and some of them so like in their 20s started dying and so wow okay you know, it took, it didn't take right away. Like it was, you know, for some, I would say it was like two to five years. And then you don't always think like, oh, maybe it was that glow in the dark Exactly. They would just have like, you know, pains in their hip or in their foot, or a lot of them started losing their teeth. Yeah. Like it just, it was just little things. And, you know, the company always said, it's not radium, radium's safe for you. I mean, they were making tonics out of radium and it was just completely crazy. So highly recommend. I haven't finished it, but I, I really good. Okay. So one of the books I read was Dear Mr. Knightley. I'm going to look up on my phone who the author is. Catherine Ray. So I went to the Green Valley Book Fair. Do you remember that from (gasps) James Madison University? I was just down in Harrisonburg, but I didn't go to the book fair. I I was a little disappointed. So I I went in May Mm -hmm. for Alex's birthday. And so the Green Valley Book Fair is basically a giant warehouse in the middle of farm fields. You have to drive 15 minutes away from Harrisonburg. It's right off Route 81 in case anyone needs to go there now. (laughs) 
but it's a lot of overstock books. And one of the mm-hmm. things I loved growing up was my parents, mostly my mom, would take us to a place called Bugga Books. Oh, nice. But it was, again, a giant warehouse overstock books, yeah. and they pick them up. Some of them are great because <laughs> they were bestsellers and they just have overstock of them. Some of them <laughs> did not sell as well as they thought. Yeah. So it's always hit or miss on what you get. But some yeah. of my favorite books of all times came from Green Valley Book Fair and yeah. like Bugga Book. So I bought a bunch of books, brought them home. I was like, yeah, super excited. And then life hits. And I have a shelf in the living room where I can see every morning, these are the books I need to read. (laughs) Good plan. Right, good plan. (laughs) So one of the books was Dear Mr. Knightley. So Mr. Knightley is a character from Emma that is... uh, It's weird because it's Victorian times and older dudes are allowed to like girls but the weird part is there's a line <laughs> in the book where he's like i remember holding you as a baby oh he was like creeper right <laughs> he's like 14 at the time oh. so he's in his 30s she's like 18 and like he's the love interest of of emma so in this one it's a female who is an orphan that's all you kind of really know about her at the beginning and she gets a grant to go off to a program. Grad school's all paid for. Everything's paid for by this foundation, except as part of the like package, she has to write to this person who he calls himself Mr. Knightley based on like, she made references to Jane Austen, Emma, and he's like, well, then just call me Mr. Knightley, which I'm like... <laughs> All right, weirdo. So the book is written as her letters to Mr. Knightley. Okay. And she is writing to him, telling him, like, she's not doing well in the program. She wanted to go for English Lit. He said she had to go into journalism. Hmm. And I forget, uh, it was at the beginning of the book on, like, why, but she did. And she ends up being, like, but it's a big growing pain going through it it's good it's decent i it i kept me i went through it all in one day which it was like 360 pages okay so i was carrying it around like in the car (laughs) and like so i realized it was like reinvigorating because i remember doing that a lot as a kid yeah um, and as a teenager just saying to me like today i'm gonna read a whole book and then you're like that was a great book and then you think on it for a couple days so that was the first book. And then the next book, I decided to go a little young adult. Yes. Yeah. Young yeah, adult. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like more like women's lit. This one was Of Beast and Beauty by Stacey J. And this one did that young adult sci-fi. So okay. one of my favorite series recently was the Lunar Chronicles, where it takes a bunch of fairy tales, yes. but sets it up sci-fi. Very popular. Very popular. The first thing was, I think it's by Marissa Mayer, Meyer, yeah. and it's Cinder. Cinder, yes. So, super great series. So, this one, I was like, well, this kind of looks like it. I would say it's in that genre. Uh-huh. This takes Beauty and the Beast, which is one of my favorite fairy tales. Same here. Yeah. So anything you give me that's Beauty and the Beast, I'll do erotica, I'll do young adult, I'll do sci-fi, whatever you want. It's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> so in this one, it you're not really sure who's the beauty and who's the beast. It sets it up where... Yeah. It sets it up where there's a society. There's the Dome City smooth skin people. And then there's the monstrous people. And you kind of know that something's happened that 
made this a thing, but no one really remembers why. And it's a mystery that unfolds in much the same formula as many of these books where it's like, oh my God, you found out a piece of information. But the main character, actually main characters, because then they start to do the, where at the uh, beginning of every chapter, they tell you whose point of view it's from. Yes. Yeah. So is popular. Yeah. And why? (laughs) I mean, it also helps. You're like, okay, now I know who's talking. Isra is the princess who is blind and she thinks she's tainted because her skin like, like gets dry and flecks off and she thinks she's turning into a monster. And in the domed world society, if you start getting tainted, you get pushed off to the side, but she's also to be sacrificed to the roses. And that's why the dome city keeps going so well in life. They just sacrifice every like decade or so. One of the females of the line of, of, kings queens but it's um, it's always a female the monstrous side gem is introduced within like the first chapter and he is obviously he's got scales he's part of the desert people and the desert people are like starving and everything okay but what they they get in contact with each other so you think he's the beast but like she's turning into a beast so it was kind of like one of those things it was interesting i i liked it i got through it in a day i don't know if I'd go on for a second one. Yeah. I felt like there was just, there was some okay world building. I needed a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's, that's always su- like sucks when you like, you want a little bit more out of a book yeah. and it's not there. Yeah. More character but, development, more something. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it was decent. I liked okay. the premise. It was some interesting ideas going in on there. There were a couple like sidebars where you're like, why did we have to go there? <laughs> Like there was like one part where you learn a lot about Jem's family back home, but they play such an insignificant part yeah. that you're like, was that supposed to evoke emotion for me, that part, or was that just a sidebar? Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. what about one of your other books? So I, along that vein, the YA like fantasy type mm-hmm. stuff, I've read a couple books recently in that genre. The first one is A Cruel Prince, which is a first book in a trilogy, I think. I think that's on one of my reading lists. Is it super popular right now? I think it is. Okay. So it's by Holly Black. Yes! Yeah. I read Holly Black, The Coldest Girl in Cold Town. Oh, I haven't read that one. So I really like it, but it's one of those endings where I was like, oh, I'm immediately going to the second one if that's it's not written yet. That's this was... Yeah. And I looked and she's like, oh, I have no plans for a sequel. I think that <gasps> ended how it was supposed to. And I was like, what? No, that that's just unacceptable. <laughs> yes. I hate and when they do that. I hate when they do that. <laughs> that one, Sunshine by Robin McKinley. Uh-huh. The, I, it ended and I was like, oh, well, let me go on to the next one. She was like, no, that ended just exactly. There's no plans to ever make a sequel. I was like, how dare you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but Holly Black is a really good author. Yeah. Yes. So this book was interesting because it's about a human girl and she, her mother and father are murdered by a, a fae. And so he takes her, like her older sister, his child, like she's half human, half fae. Okay. So he takes her sister and like takes her older sister, her and her twin sister back to their fae land. And she's kind of more accepting of wanting to be fae. Like she would like... I, you know, I think she wants to be Faye, but it's very twisted world, yeah. you know? And so her and the Prince Cardin are very, you know, back and forth. He's very cruel to her. 
as Faye are yes. in all the stories. Yes. Yeah. But it's basically about their relationship and her, you know, trying to like build her way into becoming kind of a bigger part of the Faye world. So I, I, I liked it. I'm kind of reading the second one right now. Okay. But I wasn't like... Oh, weird. She went on to a second one on that one, but not the coldest <laughs> girl in Cold Town. Rude Holly yeah, Black. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think she has a third one coming out soon. So, yeah. So, but I think it's highly popular. So, if you're into that kind of thing, you know, I think check I flagged down my, like, Pinterest of, yeah. like, books to read, but I hadn't gotten around yeah. to that. But that's good. And she was pretty pretty solid writer. I yeah. liked her. Yes. Yeah, so I think she writes really well. Yeah. I, I think I made the mistake of spoiling myself. They have a whole wikidom on the internet and I oh. went and I sort of was looking up characters because it was, I was listening to it and so it was, I was trying to figure out connections of, between people and I wound up reading the whole what happened and I think it sort of <laughs> spoiled it. But I was like, okay. But another book I read, A Curse So Dark and Lonely, I think oh, I by Bridget Kemmerer. Okay. As I say that. It's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Oh, my God. So good. So she's one of my favorite YA authors. I'm not going to say all of her stuff has been like super stellar, but she lives in Maryland. So I'm like, oh, hey, hey, you could you just know, go up to her house. Yes. Yeah. And so she's native. Well, she's not a native Marylander, but she lives in Maryland and she all her books take place in Maryland. <gasps> oh, so I like that. I totally like love it. So this one actually starts out in D.C. and it's about a girl and she is basically like kidnapped and taken to this other world it's like i don't really know how to explain it like you know it's like you know where they talk about different planes but you're on a different plane kind of yeah thing. i don't know it's just like a different realm i guess where there is a prince and he doesn't look like a beast but his curse is that he has to get a girl to fall in love with him like or he turns into this beast. And I, it's like a certain amount of period, you know, okay. like a period that he has to get this girl to fall in love with him. So his head of security always goes to, you know, our kind of world and grabs a girl, kidnaps her and takes her back. Oh. And he tries to woo her. Oh, so he's in a different world. Got it. Yeah. Now. Okay. I was like trying to figure out. Yeah, I was like, I'm wait. Try- trying to explain it. It was like, Yeah, no, <laughs> I was like, wait. So like, what's his problem? He's just a random dude on the street and can't have love. No. Okay. Got it. He's in a different world. But it's world. like, yeah, it's a whole different world. And so he's, you know, the king because his whole family has been slaughtered. And so he's trying to get her to fall in love with him. But he's at the same time, like, I think just given up and just decided that this is kind of you know, if it doesn't work out, this is the end. And she is a spitfire. I loved her character. Okay. And I just, that book, it was just so good. And a sequel is coming out soon. <gasps> oh my God, so, good. <laughs> yes. But Thank yeah. you authors who make yeah. sequels. I had another friend read it because she also likes Beauty and the Beast and she loved it too. So I know it's like, you know, rated well because, you know, yeah. you, you might not trust my word that something's good. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you implicitly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So we were really into the Beauty and the Beast retellings and some young adult. Yeah. I think the one I'm reading now is The Dirty Book Club, which I love my book club. Me too. We agree that we need to read more dirty things though. Every like so often we're like, we need to read some more dirty (laughs) stuff. Occasionally some like really good nonfiction gets in there. Yeah. And we're like, we just learned a lot. Let's go back to the dirty stuff. I'm like, kind of like, okay, nonfiction, let's get something more fun. Yeah. And no World War II, boo boos. I don't need that anymore. (laughs) I got it. It's really sad. And like, it makes for a good love story, but they better be doing it if I'm going to read it anymore. So this one, uh, I've only, I'm only, probably a quarter of the way through it but it starts off the first chapter four friends in the 1960s 
slightly different, but they met in high school. They show a brief shot of them. They're married or in the process of having kids, but one of them is a stewardess and she's like, oh, I'm going to live in Paris and you guys should come live with me. And they're joking around like big friends do. (laughs) Of course. And she was like, let's make an agreement. And they have a notebook that they keep with packs that they make with each other. And the way you make a pack is you smoke a cigarette. You hold the cigarette smoke in your mouth for 15 seconds and they blow it out and the pact is made after you say whatever the pact is. And it was men come first and are the first to leave, I think was the pact. And it's like number 34. And it was the idea that once all their husbands are out of the way, they'll all move to Paris together. Oh, interesting. And so then it jumps to a whole different story. In fact, I was very confused because <laughs> I jumped to the next chapter with a girl named May June, MJ for short. May June. <laughs> yeah. And she's stereotypical, works for a magazine as an editor, which is one of my pet peeves. Oh. How many times do I have to see movies and their magazine editor? There's not that many magazines. Yeah. And you can't always be successful. I don't understand the love affair with Devil Wears Prada because right. I did not like that. But I don't know. You may I have. Mean, but- I liked it, but again, how many damn <laughs> magazines are there? So like, I'm sitting here like, why is it not about a Census Bureau employee? Huh? There we go. Right. That's Maybe I should write that. There's like thousands of them. <laughs> they don't have the love story. So anyway, so going back, so it's a magazine editor. She leaves her job one of those cathartic, you know, things of like, that's it. I'm going to leave because the magazine didn't give me something. She meets one of the people in the pact. And then the next day that person goes to France because all their husbands are gone. Oh, And what they leave behind, because they were all living, three of them out of the four were living on like uh, in this location. They chose the next people to carry on the book club. The Dirty Book Club. Oh. So what really is intriguing is like the book club is just being introduced to each other and like no one really knows. They were told to show up at 7 p.m. at the small like bookshop. There's a guy there, Easton. Easton brings everyone to this back room. It's set up like a, <laughs> a church. <back> room. <laughs> yeah. There's red and black bean bags. It's like super dark. And like there's like, I think bookmarks hanging from the ceiling in like a mobile way. And some of the girls have met each other and hate each other. Oh gosh. And a couple others you were like, who <laughs> is this stabbing book club? Right. <laughs> and so th- that's where I left it. Yeah. And I'm super excited about it. I was like, how come I don't have like friendships from like, well, and I guess I do. I have like my friend Ashley in Connecticut. We've yeah. been friends since high school and we just revealed we've been friends for over. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Can we count that? It has years? to be like almost 20 years now. Oh my God. Lord. It's been almost 20 Lord. years. <laughs> Oh my God. I know. <laughs> How old are we? Make, I know, right? <laughs> right? Isn't that right? I think yeah, I did I that ju- right. I think I met because you in my first year because I took all the geography Yeah, it would have been like 2001, first. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my oh God. God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I did want to say when you were describing this book, I immediately thought of the movie Clue just because like really? all these like, people, random people showing up. Yeah. There's a man there. You know, I guess don't know. They're true. just told to show up at a certain time. Don't know what's going on. They got a mysterious letter. Yeah. <laughs> and like they, and then they show up at 7 p.m. So it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being on the Ladies of Leisure podcast. Sometimes we go over the pillars, but today we focus on the love of reading that we have, which 
Some people point out sometimes ladies of leisure seems a little bit stressful. (laughs) We have our productivity laugh out loud and get butter off the buns. Yes. But I think we solidly leisured with the books that we talked about. Yes, because that is how I leisure. (laughs) Right. That's how we leisure. Super hard. Reading and a love of geography and maps. Yes, totally. Taking trips. That's pretty leisurely. Yes. Do you have any trips planned soon? I'm going to Savannah actually in November. Um, Yeah, I've never been there. It's nothing exotic or anything. It's not another uh, country, but Hey, it, sometimes it is going yes. that far south. Yes. I think this is probably, well, no, I've been to Florida, but okay. you know, Florida's I like feel like a, its own country. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it's kind of lawless down there. No, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. How about you? I think Wisconsin is as far as we're going this year. There you go. Oh, no, I take that back. Oh, March of next year. We're thinking about Disney cruise. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to see if we can make that happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hope you stay sane on that. Well, we're going on a Disney cruise. That's when you can hand over your children. That's right. I always forget. Yes. You do I don't have children, so I forget these things. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, And they're into Disney, but I was like, I'm not ready to take my kids to the parks yet because I don't know that they'll appreciate it. Yeah. But then you have to ride all the kiddie rides when really you want to be going fast. Well, so I'm not that person that goes fast. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, my number one fear is roller coasters. Well, I don't like them either, but they have some great rides there. They do. And and there are like lots of things to do there and like Bush Gardens. Yeah. I love for the same reason because they have lots of other things for people like myself to do. Yeah. There will come a day where my kids are going to be like, I want to go on a roller coaster. I'm like, you're dead to me now. (laughs) You go on before... I will never see you again. Yes, I know. Have, have a beautiful time. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. As you fall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you know, we sometimes end our podcast with a big LOL shout out. So would you like to join me in an LOL? Of course. All right. LOL. LOL.